0: Welcome, everyone, to the very latest Bolt from the Blue podcast. We're here to talk about a very interesting game against uh, Vinnie Company's lot. And with me to do that, I've got Bernard. And Bernard, how are you doing?
1: I'm all right, mate. Interesting game. I, th- I think you're building this up a little bit, aren't you, mate?
0: <laughs> Just a few individual performances. But actually, yeah. if, you were, if you were reading the press, I mean, this game got totally lost by these new you know, world superstars that are playing for uh, Liverpool and Man United. You know, kids coming on and winning the game for them and suddenly they're the best thing since sliced bread. But we're still there. Um, were you at this game?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I thought I was going to be the only one there at one time with all the all the things I saw on social media about people not going and if they wanted to take the kids to the match, it was going to cost nearly 100 quid and all this sort of thing, which obviously is another... Another pod in itself, isn't it? About the prices and Burnley on a Wednesday night. Come on, but you can't be charging ridiculous prices like like we did for that sort of game. It's um. Was this rearranged, Mike? Can you remember? Was it? Was this a rearranged game, or was it always going to be on a Wednesday night? Can you?
0: I'm not entirely sure, but you've got expecting
1: that. But uh, yeah, I mean, because obviously they they sell the tickets early doors, don't they? And then obviously they would get returns and stuff like that. But of course, Burnley returned about 1,200, I believe, 1,200 tickets, uh Uh, and obviously we had about. We couldn't sell those because we we couldn't sell all ours ourselves. I think we had about twelve hundred missing. But I'll be honest with you. When I went in, when I got in the ground, and my lad got there at kickoff time because the traffic the traffic was horrendous. It was an awful night, as you probably saw. It was a horrible night. Uh, Stop. Fortunately, it wasn't going home. It was all right because it stopped raining by then. But uh, my lad just got in and kick uh, for kickoff time at seven thirty, <laughs> and people were still coming in. Obviously. Uh, throughout that first half, so by about twenty minutes in, it was reasonable. I wouldn't say it was full, but it was uh, looked a lot better than it did uh, kick off.
0: Yeah, I was. Ju- I was noticing on Twitter there. There's a particular uh, Twitter man called Iber Anthony, and he was telling everyone uh, loudly and clearly that the, that we've got a crap atmosphere and and it was it was <laughs> like terrible. And I was
1: um... well, it, it doesn't. I mean, be honest. I mean, obviously, I'm in the south stand, so. Uh, even if it's rubbish, we're always trying to sing to some extent. There might only be a couple of dozen of us singing sometimes, but we try and make the effort. It's a bit like for me, I've I've sort of listened, sort of seen a couple of United games where they have the Stretford End, and they, you know, at c- a certain stage, you can tell there's only a, a couple of hundred singing. You know, uh, a certain length and it's the same in in the South Stand. At some stages, you feel as though it's only a few dozen, a couple of hundred of you singing. But of course, the Burnley fans were, were were absolutely quiet. You know, there was nothing, nothing coming. There's no no. Uh, give or take you know there's no sort of banter or anything it, it, they were awful the Burnley fans uh, I think the first time I heard it was when they came close at the end of the first half where it, it, the shot just went wide I think I think you heard them groan and I think that was the first time I'd actually heard them all game and uh, they were shocking so that didn't help but uh, yeah it was a little bit flat and um but hey every ground has the same problem it's not it's not a, It's not a city problem it, it's a problem uh all the time, and we do, have but it's not the worst by by any means. Definitely not. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you can hardly blame them because we have given Burnley some tremendous beatings over the last <laughs> few, a few seasons, and um, I don't think any of us were expecting expecting too much different uh, this time. But uh, let's go to the lineups, um and uh, we'll start off. Oh, well. Start off with Man City's lineup, and uh, how many did you get right, and um, were you surprised by anything that you, that you saw in Pep's yeah, lineup? I, mean, I was I was quite happy with what I've got, actually,
1: because there's a couple of... I'll go through it, and then I'll tell you. I got eight right out of 11, which I wasn't too worried about. I thought that was fair enough. I mean, Edison, Lewis, Stones, Aki, Gavardio, Rodri, Nunes, Foden... De Bruyne, Doku and Alvarez. And I wasn't worried about only getting eight because I did actually say, if Nunes doesn't start this game, I didn't put him in my 11, but I thought if Nunes doesn't start this game, when's he going to start? When's he going to get a game? Because, you know, this is one of the, uh, um, no disrespect, weaker games that we're going to play. Nunes Nunes would have to start it. So even though I didn't put him in my 11, obviously I was glad to see him there. I was a little bit surprised Doku started. I I thought Pep, might go back to Grealish but perhaps Grealish is on the naughty step for some reason because obviously uh, Doku at Tottenham, uh, Pep wasn't overly impressed with his performance but he gave him another go and of course uh, at the back it was a nice surprise to see Stonesy back as well um, uh, in the middle. I thought of course Diaz got a rest, I'm sure he'll play Monday night. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. It was nice to see Stones. So I got eight, but you know, as I said, I expected Nunes it was, and it was just nice to see Stones and I was surprised by Doku playing. Uh, on the bench, of course, it was a strong bench, wasn't it? Ortega, Walker, Diaz, Kovacic, Bernardo, Gomez, Grealish, Harland and Bob. So, I mean, we're going to, as long as he's got a full squad, we're going to see these strong benches now from you know, now till the end of the season. Hopefully we don't pick up, up any more injuries. Yep,
0: yep. Uh, it, it, it was a... Um, a strong lineup, and um, uh, we, we've got a strong bench too. But apparently, we're second only to Liverpool for uh strong, but uh, it, you're absolutely right. It was good to see that uh, someone had put the put John Stones back together again, and um, <laughs> to see Matthew, Matthew or Mateus Nunes there. And um, we'll we'll talk about him because I think he grabbed his chair. Yeah, champ. yeah.
1: I've, I've always banged
0: the drum for Nunes, haven't I? So we'll, we'll get on swimming a bit. Yep. Let's talk about how we started off and how the first, gra- uh, the first half was progressing until the first goal. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just flip through the Burnley team as well, just as a, a matter of interest? Of course, they had a, a couple of city keepers, didn't they? Trafford and Murich was on the bench and Trafford started the game. I was speaking to a Burnley fan channel on uh, the night before the game and they've been quite impressed with Trafford. Uh, they do like Trafford, they like Murich as well. So, they look as though they've got a good number one and number two as well. Uh, they have Vatino, O'Shea, Ekdal, Keel, Goodmanson, Berg, Brownhill, Odebert uh, Foster and Amdunia, of course, started for them. I thought they started okay. Burnley, I thought they were all right. Um, I thought you know we, we don't fly out of the traps these days, City, do we? We don't seem to go at teams that much, and there wasn't a lot happening. Uh, to be honest with you, the first real note I made of the story of the game was the the actual first goal on seventeen minutes. Do you want to do you want to sort of link me into that one?
0: I think we will. I think what we'll, did I think um, that. Was just, uh, I think the setup for that goal was uh, was very very impressive and 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 a bit of surprise uh, for me because that was um, uh, just a, a lovely little uh, cross I think and it was a certain someone's twenty four year uh, birthday today wasn't it? Uh, yes uh, on, on the game wasn't there I think he was uh, yeah, Alvarez, celebrating yeah. a birthday yeah Alvarez yeah talk us talk us about tell me about that one.
1: It was an interesting one, because obviously I've seen a lot of uh, good things being mentioned about Nunes in the sort of after the game. But he got a little bit of luck with this one, didn't he? He wasn't perfect. I think he was fed through by Foden, I think a nice little through ball by Foden. And he he marauded towards the box. There was plenty of Burnley defenders, of course, They they weren't playing too too high up, uh, so there's plenty of them, but he seemed to get the run of the ball, didn't he? I think he tried to cross it and he ended up falling back to him. So he did get a second bite of the cherry, he could have easily gone somewhere else and not back to him. But he just spotted Alvarez, just timed his run perfectly. Um, you know, he's probably watching old Erling and uh, old big lummox in training. He timed his run perfectly, and uh, it couldn't have been any easier, mate, could it really? It's a simple header, and you know, and the keeper and defenders were nowhere. Yeah,
0: I was impressed with the speed and and, and everybody else uh, about that. Did you know, actually, um, that uh, Nunes was the uh, the fastest player in the Premier League last season? I'm surprised to read this, but he's got pace on him. And I think he showed it for this goal and throughout the match. So, um, absolutely beautiful. That would do us uh, 1-0. And I thought the floodgates were going mm. to open. Um, kind of did to a certain extent. Um, mm. But uh, tell us how you thought Burnley responded to that, if, if there was a response at all.
1: No, I don't. I don't. I don't really think they had much of a response because my next bit of action, of course, is is the second goal um, that we get. And as far as Burnley concerned, it was near half time before they actually threatened us. Uh, I think they 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 didn't give up on it, but they just seemed. Um, I don't know. But they played some nice ball football. Uh, company, of course, likes to play a little bit of football. What, what I thought was. Of course, they usually play out from the back, don't they? Well, that's what you always assume people like Company would do based on Pep's uh, tactics. But obviously, Burnley, he was launching it. Trafford was just launching it. So they'd, they'd made the minds up. There's no point in trying to play out from the back with City's press. So they, they'd sort of not that on the head. Uh, so they're actually. Uh, I think we'd, we've we've done we've done similar occasions. I don't know if you ever remember when we were on the rack against Liverpool a couple of seasons ago, and all of a sudden Edison started going long. It was a tactical change, and it sort of worked pretty well at the time. And I think I think. They're closing. I think they didn't. They didn't try and press Edison. That's for sure. When Edison had the ball, they sort of give up on him. We're trying to find defenders, but there was seemed to be a lack of uh, keenness from to press us high up. So they, they were trying to. Vinnie was trying to keep as many back as he could, and of course that, that just resulted in it was a matter of how much we could do, how much we could press them and, and score another goal. And it was only about six minutes later, wasn't it? Twenty-three minutes. No, uh, but it didn't come, didn't come from an open play, mate. Did it? it um, should we be congratulating the set-piece coach on, on this, Michael? Because isn't he the same guy that does corners as well? I mean, I know he got a lot of credit for this, but uh, uh, this guy, we get about 15 corners a game, but we don't seem to score from many. So should, should Pep have congratulated him as much as he did for that well, one? Do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to signal to everyone, you know, that this is something that you'd just done or uh, in, in training, then... What you do is go up and jump all over your um, your coaching assistant. Apparently, he um, he's got a bit of a name for himself about this. And um, um, it, it took it took me by surprise. I mean, did it surprise you? Well, it did because it was so
1: simple. I mean, it, you know, you, you sort of look at it and think, well, these things happen all the time. But I think it's just the pure fact that the way Burnley lined up. And of course, uh, it just you didn't expect it. KDB didn't even, to me, look as though he was going to shoot anyway. He wasn't setting himself up to shoot, so something was going on. And of course, once a referee had given, give him the movement to, you know, the uh, blow his whistle to take the thing, it was obviously I've uh, been worked upon. But it was something that would probably happen that once. But you, you couldn't imagine it happening too often again. It's like the old uh, draft excluder, isn't it? Once KDB had done that. Draft a thing uh, a few years back. Obviously, everyone started putting, putting the guy underneath the wall because he obviously hit it under the wall into that stage. But uh, so I can't, I can't imagine it'll happen again uh, very quickly. But it was just so simple because all it is it, the, the striker Alvarez, I mean, all credit, all you do is turn and hit it now as long as you're hitting it towards the goal the chance it's going to go in because the goal is in no man's land the defender isn't anywhere um and it was just a, a simple it was simply work goal I'm, I'm sure all right he got a lot of credit for it but I, I'm sure I've seen stuff like that done in the Sunday League when I used to play many many years ago so yeah, it was it was clever but it uh, it wasn't one of those charity shield against West Broms older guys I might remember where uh, we put it uh, it's like three summer big Bell and Lee I think were involved and we we put it round the wall and and knocked the ball in many 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 moons ago it wasn't one of them but uh, yeah it did the job and 2-0 and 2 23 minutes uh, let's get that goal di- let's get that goal difference up eh let's because uh, liverpool have got a better better difference than us by about five goals now uh, but uh, so let's get the goals i mean no disrespect to burnley but you know it's going to Teams like Burnley, we should be sticking four or five in. So at that stage, you think, yeah, definitely another five or six uh, six goals tonight.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, as you said, I mean, KDB has got a bit of form for trying to do um, creative things from free kick situations. But um, I suppose the only thing um, Alvarez had to work on is make sure he timed his run, didn't get offside. But um, he obviously, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd worked that all out in training. It was it was delightful, 2-0 up. And uh, you're kind of thinking, right, well, here, here it goes. And as you say, we were a lot of people were thinking about uh, the goal difference. Um, uh, and uh, it didn't quite happen because that's all we managed to score uh, in that first half. A couple of other moments you might want to talk about. But, I mean, that was it goal-wise for that first half. Any other memorable moments after that? Yeah,
1: just, just, just one for Burnley, really. As I say, that just about 44 minutes just uh, before half-time. Uh, Lyle, Lyle Foster, was it? And obviously, down in the south stand, it, could have, it looked as though it might have gone into the core of the net. He sort of spun put um, put a, cross, uh, a shot across goal, of course, which and obviously had the Burnley fans going, ooh, you know, obviously, from their angle, they thought it was quite close. But that was it, basically. We didn't do that much. Uh, I think Nunes had a, a reasonable effort, that was saved quite comfortably by Trafford. He tried to do a a sort of from distance. So I thought Nunes had a generally good half. So, yeah, but Trafford was equal to that one. But, yeah, 2-0 at halftime. But you still, you know, know City, we can can grind teams down and still score three or four in
0: the second half. So uh, we weren't too despondent at halftime. Yeah, I mean, we were strolling it a little bit because, you know, Johnny Stones and uh, Nathan Ake were just... Quietly going about their jobs, uh, they weren't trying to get forward too much. Uh, Rico Lewis a little bit, um, not just in the uh, towards the end of the first half, but a little bit more. Uh, Gvardiol is another one who I thought I, I kind of listened to to um, your your player ratings. I thought I thought you and Simon. Like Kalski a little bit hard. I thought he was actually quite impressive um, for the first time. I mean, he hasn't really. I don't into... like. I
1: don't like. Agree with Simon May, but I just, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think uh, if he hadn't, if, if, well, we'll talk about their goal. Of course, we will. But if that hadn't have happened, he, he would have been okay. It was just, just we asked him to do one thing in defence, and he didn't do it. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll get on to that. But uh, one, well, one thing that you always love to see is a uh, second half. Um, when you're not waiting that long to see what you know what happens, and we weren't waiting for very long, and it's dead eye Dick again. Um, uh, this guy, uh, Rodri, and um, he's he's got form for what what he does. He likes to. He's a particular type of goal that he likes to score. So tell us about this one.
1: Yeah, I call I call it the Istanbuler now. <laughs> the, uh, the Rodri Istanbul. It's not Rodri's rockets now. It's because it's obviously hit with pace. But it is placed, isn't it? And uh, Gundo used to be quite good at these as well. And Rodri's sort of getting a little bit of habit of doing So there's a time and place for it. There's a time when we need a rocket as opposed to a place. But, uh, of course, uh, literally, I think obviously it wasn't a full stadium anyway, but it was probably only about, what, 20% full when that went in. Everyone everyone was still obviously at half-time. Having the cold coals and the hot chocolates and the bob rolls and all this sort of thing, I make I always make sure I'm back. I I, got, I usually have a trip to, for a, a comfort break and then I get straight back in because I, I don't want to miss anything. But uh, yeah, uh, twenty three seconds was it into the second half? I think. um but right, yeah. I, I think Foden did well. Thought he had, I thought he had a quiet game, Foden, but he did well with this one, and obviously laid it back for Rodders. And I think it only bent round one. Burnley defender and beat the keeper as opposed to two uh, Milan defenders and beat the keeper. But uh, yeah, is Istanbul and it's three nil a minute into into the second half, and you do
0: seriously think yes, definitely a a five or six at that stage. Yep, absolutely. Game over, three-nil, and uh, now now you're really expecting it. But um it didn't it didn't really happen uh, it didn't really happen for us. Why why do you think not? I mean what Way did City go about the game after the third went in? Did it just take the foot off the gas?
1: Yeah, there's a lack of urgency about City. I do I do worry a little bit because we're not really used to being behind on the goal differences, are we? And there's a lack of... I don't think we're scared. Obviously, we've let, let a lot of more goals in this season than than we had previously. So perhaps there's a, a lack of wanting to get up and, and really go for the jugular. And I can't even blame substitutes. Obviously, by the time the game had finished, Pep had made four substitutes. But well obviously, two two of those were quite late on. So it wasn't as though we'd sort of ruin the flow of the game and the, and the play by putting substitutes on. It's just, we just seemed happy. We we seem happy. And a lot of, a lot of fans are happy. You know, they're saying... Three points, you know, that's all. All that matters, but it isn't. It isn't just a matter of three points. This could be a very close uh, season as far as top of the tables concern. I, I, I honestly think someone will run away with it, or it'll be literally on goal difference or a point point between us uh, us and Liverpool. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't, I don't think Arsenal will last the pace, and certainly Villa have fell off the pace anyway, uh, or will be doing because they keep losing silly games. But yeah, I just don't. I don't have that. I think at three nil up, I think we've got to, you know, at least go for another 20, 30 minutes and and try and get four, five, six. As I say no disrespect to Burnley, but you know, you go to Brentford next week. I don't expect us to score many goals there because they're reasonably. Uh, reasonably tight uh, so it's games against teams like Burnley at our ground I mean Liverpool of course won 4-1 that night so they gained another goal on us and I think it's going to be very very important in the shake-up as I said I think it, it, one of us will run away with it or it will be very close so and I don't understand why I just think we, we're easing off and Pep usually carries on G and him up doesn't he he's not happy Pep usually isn't happy but he seems quite satisfied with that at the moment now there might be a reason for that that we don't know uh, so as long as we get the three points if Pep's happy, he perhaps knows things that we don't know. But uh, of, course, um, we, we, of course, we want. Of course, we want five or six goals. I mean, like was it six one last season in the FA Cup against Burnley at our place, uh, something mm-hmm. like that, and a few five nils over the years. So yeah, it does worry me a little bit. But I don't. I can't see Pep pulling his. Lack of hair, you know, his hair out if he had any. So it's probably okay, but I'm, I'm probably worrying over nothing. But uh, I'd like to see it a little bit more because, to be honest with you, they very, very, could, they could have had one back. It could have been three-one because I think it was fifty-two minutes. Let's check. Me thing. Uh, seventy-two minutes. Uh, sorry, fifty-two minutes. Yeah, I'm doing it. Of course, Aki, Aki, and Doku fell into each other. Don't you remember if you remember that, Mike? They sort of hit each other in the in the in midfield. And it allowed a burly break. And, of course, uh, from the break, I think it was Amduni, And he, was, he bared down on Edison. And Edison, all right, did what he had to do. Narrowed the angles, but he blasted it over the bar. You know, that could have been easily 3-1 uh, after t- 52 minutes. So, that's more important that we we put the keep the foot on the pedal and score more goals. But, obviously, at that stage, uh, we were still 3-0 up. Yeah, I, that,
0: uh, I totally agree. I mean... Just to play devil's advocate, one man's lack of urgency is another man's energy conservation. Um, but, yeah, you're really right. We should be rifling um, a few more in against Burnley. I don't, I don't, we- don't
1: even think we should be talking energy conversation, com- <laughs> cons- whatever it was, conservation at the moment, because uh, we've just been, uh, just been in the sun for a week. He's got his full squad back. Uh, that is uh, At this point in time, yes, we've got a lot of games to come during... Uh, End of February, March, April. Of course, we are, but at this point in time, hey, I don't, I, I don't want anyone on that pitch winging saying they're tired. Well, you
0: mentioned that there uh, uh, about the substitutions. There was one that um, excited a lot of people. Good to see him back. It was only a, a what a twenty-minute cameo. Um, <laughs> He didn't, didn't do much. He didn't do much wrong, but he 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 did um he did have a, an interesting air shot that I think I would be proud of. What did you think to see the big man back?
1: Well, I'd, I sort of called him a big lummox again for that last that last 20 minutes because it was like me coming on the pitch, Mike. I'm sorry, that's how I would have played. I would have been all excited like a little puppy on Christmas you know, Christmas Day morning. I would, I And that's how he looked. He just looked as though he was trying far too hard uh, all over the place, put the effort in, but he said that air shot was terrible. But what made me laugh, I think it was when, um, seven, yeah, 72 minutes it was, uh, Doku uh, broke through. I don't know if you remember. Ireland had been only on the pitch for a minute. Doku broke through. The defenders didn't know what to do. They didn't know whether to go with Ireland. They didn't know whether to try to tackle Doku. So he just sort of seemed to run for about 30, 40 yards. And then obviously Ireland went right. And then Doku passed left. So, I mean, the old psychic connection <laughs> wasn't quite working. So quite, I sort of yeah. laughed at that because I, I just thought back to the days of um, Toshak and Keegan, uh, Adrian Eve, Niall Quinn, you know, the sort of where they knew what each other were going to do and all this. But uh, there was certainly no evidence of that. I'm not going to blame Arlen particularly. It's just, uh, of course, uh, it was a bit between them both. They, were, they weren't on the right wavelength. But as you say, there was the air, the, the air shot and... I think they cut to was it Bernardo laughing at him uh, on yeah. the bench when, when he fluffed that air shot? I think was, yeah. I didn't know whether it's out taken out of context that, but it was quite funny when I saw it back the following day. Of course, uh, him just uh, chuckling, chuckling on the bench, and, and that's what I would have done because it was quite funny. I don't know what Pep was thinking. I don't know. What, I don't know if Pep chuckled
0: or not. I'm not too sure.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, at this stage, I, I think most of us realise that the the five, six, seven. Uh, Type of fantasy result wasn't coming, but we thought to ourselves, all right, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll at least uh, keep a, a clean sheet. But we didn't manage to do that either, because your favourite guy, Mr. Uh, big Bearded Gvariol, the big Croatian, um, couldn't quite keep pace, could he? No,
1: we we, we, you know, we didn't do a lot of defending. Uh, we had to once or twice, because I think they, they ended up with about... Um, eight shots uh, in the game, four on target. So we did have to do a little bit of defending, but as I say, I'm struggling to uh, remember certain elements. But obviously, at the end there, just just before that as well, I was a bit disappointed with Edison because obviously he'd weighed in to uh, support Rico, hadn't he? Rico got a bit of a, a push, but uh, Edison come up and, and really shoulder-barged this guy in the back. I was a bit perturbed by that. I know he got booked for it, but you know, on another day. You never know, he might have been sent off for that. So, uh, you know, I can appreciate Edison trying to protect Rico, but Rico doesn't... He's had this since he start. I think Rico Lewis, since he started playing for City, he gets more stick, I think, than any... even more than Jack Grealish, probably, from Um, opposing players. I don't know if you agree with that. He seems to get a lot of... uh, He's a feisty little guy, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, and I think he gets the backs up of the opponents. You know, all right, when he first started playing, you think, well, they're going to put pressure on him. They're going to try and wind him up because he's a kid. You know, obviously, he's he's not a kid kid, but he he is uh, compared to everybody else. But he just does seem to get... And I, I don't think... He's not horrible with it. I don't think Rico Lewis is nasty with his with his activities. Is he? When he buzzes about, he doesn't foul that much. Uh, I don't understand the logic of it. But I was a bit disappointed in Edison. I don't know if you agree with that. I just thought, all right, he got booked for it. But I thought it was a bit silly from Edison. And we we can't really, you know, Ortega is is a, is a cracking keeper. But I don't want, you know, the
0: big, in the Premier League, I want Edison there week in, week out. Yeah, I mean, there there is that. But I, I it's it's something I like to see actually to be honest with you. Just um you know. The letting the other side know that you're not going to bully us. And yeah. I, I like to I like to see that a little bit as yeah, more
1: subtle. Can have a bit more subtlety <laughs> about it though. You know what I mean? Like when Italian players used to pick up pick you up off the pitch and pinch you while they were doing it. Stuff you know a bit a bit clever. You know, Edison. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's it's like when he gets put for goal kicks. Edison. He d- other goalies seem to be able to waste time cleverly. You know, annoyingly, but cleverly. But Edison has never mastered that. Ever Edison's never really mastered the art of wasting time. He's a bit, you know, he's I love him to bits, but he's a bit uh, not quite at it. He's not quite canny enough, I don't think. Edison uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he'll, he'll, you know, he'll run out of that box and put his throat on the line literally with a with a forward bearing down on him he'll do all that but uh yeah he needs to be a bit cannier sometimes but i don't think he had any chance with that last goal i just as you say gradial sort of got turned i mean he hadn't had to do much defending. Uh, gave the guy a couple of yards. Uh, whether whether any whether Aki would have done better, with with hope he would have done if he was playing as a, as a left back. But uh, yeah, I mean, nothing much could do for it, and he just sort of trundled over the line, didn't it? It was just agonisingly over the line, but. Uh, as I say, three, a three-goal difference becomes a two-goal difference uh, very, very quickly. And I say it's a bit disappointing, really. I, d- I did actually predict 3-0, so it really really uh, pissed me off a little bit that uh, <laughs> they scored that goal because at least I would have got the, the score right as well. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's a bit disappointing, really. Not a that You know, we still still won the game, three points, as everyone says. But uh, defensively, uh, yeah, we, we just went to sleep a little bit at the end and it's a shame. Um, was there a man of the match for sitting for you um well it was interesting, wasn't it i mean I- people going on about Nunes, some people going on about uh, Rodri. I thought I thought Rodri played very well, actually. All right, he scored the goal, but sometimes I don't notice him, but I did notice him against Burnley. I don't know, he seemed to be outstanding. You know, he seemed to be at the centre of everything in the middle of the pitch, which was great. But obviously, on his birthday, you can only, only give me one guy, can't we, mate? On his birthday, scoring a couple of goals, I think I think there's only one guy could be got man of the match, uh,
0: our old Argentinian blue, so...
1: Yeah,
0: I think. Did you agree with that? Did you agree with Alvarez? I, I I think I think I I do as well. And actually, he's been very effective for us. He's he, he's into double figures now with goals and assists. So he's a very valuable uh, player to have, especially with all the time that Holland has been out. Um, I'm quite impressed with and uh, Nunes, but a lot of the guys were quiet and they were just kind of like uh, quietly going about their business. And I like that, you know, none of the four defenders really um, – there was much to talk about with him and, and you like it like that. Um, I, just,
1: I mean, Stones, obviously, he's not obviously played as a straightforward centre-back much as pet's been using this more forward position defence to, uh, to the midfield. So I thought, considering he's not played for a little while, I thought Stones and, and Aki were excellent uh, at the back, um, certainly for this game, anyway. But uh, as I said, it, it looked it looks as though they had a few chances, but it didn't look. I mean, really, it was it should have been a three, four, five goal margin by the end of it. But uh, yeah, all, as I said, I know you you said I had a bit bit harsh on Gavardiol. I think if they hadn't scored that late goal, it probably would have just been a, a six six and a half out of ten or something like that, like the like the rest of them. But uh, mm. uh, Rodri.
0: Rodri, nunez and alvarez i think were my better players on the night mm-hmm. well we didn't get the five or six or really really um make an impact on the on the goal difference but um do you think we'll do it next game who's that against and um what do you think is going to happen
1: yeah well obviously it's one of those grounds where you get about 1200 tickets don't we, in Brentford? so absolutely no chance of getting a ticket for that one uh But uh, it's going to be hard, mate. I mean, they're not doing well. They're they're only, I think, the four points above Everton in the third relegation spot. I think them and Everton have played 21 games. Uh, Teams around them have played 22. So it's not too bad. But uh, 22 points from 21 games. But their own form isn't bad. They've won four, drawn three and lost four, so it's pretty even. And, of course, they've got Mr Tony back, haven't they? And they give uh, they give Spurs a good game. I mean, Spurs needed to score three goals in eight minutes to take charge the other night against uh, Brentford at... Uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium so uh, we played Spurs recently uh, so we sort of know how good or not good they are uh, and I thought they were not unlucky but they weren't that bad against Spurs and of course as I said at the G-Tech the G-Tech Community Stadium it's uh, aptly called uh, they're not bad and I, I think they need the points because after us they've got three difficult games again after after us so if they go the next four games and don't pick any points up they could well be in the relegation zone or certainly near to because they haven't got much uh, much room to manoeuvre. But uh, uh, set, Pep's already said it, hasn't he? He said uh, set pieces and throw-ins. Uh, I, sh- I assume they have oh, wow. a long throw tactic uh, in their team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got to make sure. He's got, the, he's got Diaz back, for instance. He'll have to play. Uh, we need some big lads for this, I think. So, Diaz will have to be in the team. Uh, I'm not too sure whether Aki's got to be lining up a centre-half. I would love him to play left-back. Uh, Stones Diaz uh, playing at the back uh, Akanji perhaps uh, he's a big lad isn't he uh, physical um, he might sneak in but yeah I, I predicted a 2-1 for Brentford away but uh, it's, it won't be easy mate this is one of these games we need to win it but uh, it's certainly no, no
0: it's not set in stone we're going to win this easily at all Yeah I know it's um, it, I'd be quite happy uh, to take a 2-1 for this game I mean um, about the, the the sort of other results, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, it's just I, I was just flicking through the various uh, news outlets. Liverpool have found a brand new Maradona, uh, so of Man United. Um, it's going to be, I think, it's going to be a tight one. But uh, oh, I don't think we can complain too much because w- what is that in all competitions? Is that eight? In a
1: row, yeah, no? yeah, eight on a row. Uh, we keep the run going, that's what we need to do. Uh, interestingly enough, of course, we play Brentford twice now, don't we? The next four games are playing away, uh, and then the, the fourth game is uh, Brentford at home. And of course, we dropped six points against them last season. And, and I've been banging yep. on aren't we, about our, our performances against the teams that we played last season, we're sort of minus 10 points at the moment. So we have got a chance to pick six up in those two games, which would be very, very nice. And that's what we've got to do. That's that's important because I do think Liverpool are going to be uh, because of, because of him leaving, that's going to make them perhaps go up a little gear. You know, I know, I know, and they're playing well. I think they play. Oh, it's simple. It's not. It's not. It's not pet ball, is it? They don't play pet ball, but it's very simple. They move the ball very quickly. Uh, from defense to attack, and that's that's when Liverpool are at the best. That's that's what they do, it's as simple as they're not, they're not rocket science. I don't think there's anything clever from Klopp, but it's effective as long as he's got the players to do it, which he has, uh, mm-hmm. to actually use that system. So, yeah, they're, they're our big challenge. I just want to mention Cal, i put old Calvin had his debut uh, last night, didn't he? I uh, don't, <laughs> I believe he was at fault for the, the goal they let in. Um, West Ham, but I, I didn't see it, but I mean, it was like three minutes into the game, wasn't it? So that that wouldn't have done the poor lad any good. And I looked at the player ratings and uh, averaged out over some of the papers, and I think he was the second worst West Ham rating. So uh, it didn't go very well for Calvin, and uh, so that was a bit disappointing. That I want him to do well. I think we all do, don't we? I think we, I think we all want Calvin to do well because he's he's a decent lad, but. Uh, yeah, let, we'll worry about ourselves, and uh, say let's get let's get the win against Brentford and keep this, you know, make that nine in a row, and let's get, let's let's make it about twenty five in a row. That might win a few things for us, eh?
0: Yep, and that's a good uh, note for us to finish on, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Nice uh, little uh, quick one for us, um, and uh, we'll be back with you after the next one. So you've been listening to myself and uh, Bernard Dunne. We'll finish off in the normal way by saying, "Have one of us, on us, and up the blues."
1: Up the super blues.